Good morning and welcome to Emmanuel Episcopal Church in Rockford, Illinois. Wherever you are in the world, we are so happy that you've joined us for this service of morning prayer. Just a couple of announcements. First of all, if you want to join for trivia again, please let me know and I will sign you up. It was a rousing success and all I heard was more, more. So we can certainly have another trivia. Also, the Aspire program will be on Samuel Seabury and is postponed until January 27th so that we can all stay home and watch the inauguration festivities. And finally, our book group is meeting and we will be meeting again in February reading The Invention of Wings by Sue Monk Kidd. So please visit our website and our Facebook page so you can find out about all of the activities. And now if you'll gather up your prayers and intentions, we'll pause for a moment before we begin the worship of our Lord. O Lord, open our lips, and our mouths shall proclaim your praise. You laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. Blessed are you, sovereign God, creator of heaven and earth. To you be praise and glory forever. As your living word, eternal to heaven, assume the frailty of our mortal flesh. May the light of your love be born in us to fill our hearts with joy as we sing, Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Blessed be God forever. The night is past and the day lies open before us. Let us pray with one heart and mind as we rejoice in the gift of this new day. So may the light of your presence, O God, set our hearts on fire with love for you, now and forever. Amen. Dear friends in Christ, here in the presence of Almighty God, let us kneel in silence and with penitent and obedient hearts confess our sins, that we may obtain forgiveness by his infinite goodness and mercy. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways, to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on you, forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ. Strengthen you in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. Amen. Lord, open our lips, and our mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Psalm 139, verses 1 through 5, 12 through 17. Lord, you have searched me out and known me. You know my sitting down and my rising up. You discern my thoughts from afar. You trace my journeys and my resting places. 
and are acquainted with all my ways. Indeed, there is not a word on my lips, but you, O Lord, know it altogether. You press upon me behind and before, and lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is, it is so high that I cannot attain to it. For you yourself created my inmost parts. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I will thank you because I am marvelously made. Your works are wonderful and I know it well. My body was not hidden from you while I was being made in secret and woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes beheld my limbs, yet unfinished in the womb. All of them were written in your book. They were fashioned day by day, when as yet there was none of them. How deep I find your thoughts, O God. How great is the sum of them. If I were to count them, they would be more in number than the sand. To count them all, my lifespan would need to be like yours. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and shall be forever. Amen. I did not call my son. 
lie down again. Now Samuel did not know the Lord, and the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. The Lord called Samuel a third time. He got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. Then Eli perceived that the Lord was calling the boy. Therefore Eli said to Samuel, Go, lie down, and if he calls you, you shall say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. Now the Lord came and stood there, calling as before, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening. Here ends the lesson. reading from the Gospel of John. Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, follow me. Now Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, 
We have found him about whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus, son of Joseph from Nazareth. Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. When Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him, he said to him, Here is truly an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael said to him, Where did you get to know me? Jesus answered, I saw you under the fig tree before Philip called you. Nathanael replied, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. Jesus answered, Do you believe? Because I told you that I saw you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, Very truly, I tell you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. The Gospel of the Lord. Here ends the lesson. Our lessons today are all call stories in their own particular way. The psalmist writes, Lord, you know me. You knew me in my mother's womb. And one of the um, interpretations says, you knew when my kidneys were being formed. Just tells us how close God is to us. And of course, the call story for Samuel, of Samuel laying down in the temple, and he's been taking care of Eli all of these years, and they've grown to have a bond with each other. And Eli loves Samuel, and Samuel loves Eli so much that he is attuned to every word that is spoken, so much so that when God calls Samuel's name, he thinks it's Eli. Not very often do we have that kind of devotion in our lives. Most of us have devotion of a pet, but the pet will go someplace else if they think they can find their toy. And then we have in the Gospel of John, the story of Nathaniel and Philip and James and Andrew. This is my favorite one of my favorite stories in the Gospel of John. Because Nathaniel starts out by insulting Jesus. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? We can hear the, just the sarcasm dripping from his lips as he can't believe that someone other than a true Jew would want to be followed by others. And he's also Jesus has also taken away some of John the Baptist's followers. They've decided that what Jesus is saying to them is more uplifting and loving than John's message of repent, repentance. But we all make snap decisions in our lives, don't we? Can anything good come out of Nazareth? You can just see Nathaniel's lip curling up as he says this and scoffing. We too do the same things when we see people that we don't know or don't like or are afraid of. People that are from a different culture or a different country. People of a different religion. 
we see them and we think that they are less than us because maybe they don't speak English or they don't speak English very well. How many times have you stood in a store and heard someone say to the clerk, why don't you speak English better? What a shameful moment for the clerk, but what a shameful moment for that person that is so cruel and unfeeling. And we also tend to look over people that we don't think fit who we want to be friends with. In the book group the other night, we were discussing the idea of men covered in tattoos with piercings and looking rough. And someone said that if she didn't know the person, she would have crossed the street because she would have been afraid. But that he was the most gentle person that she had ever met. And that she was glad she had the opportunity to meet him and hadn't written him off because of what he looked like. We all know the pain of that feeling, of being looked through instead of looked at, of eyes averting because we're not like someone else. But what does Jesus do through all of this? He doesn't turn around and say to Nathaniel, who in the world do you think you are? Why are you talking to me this way? You've hurt my feelings. They always just sort of roll off Jesus' back. He is so certain of who he is as a person that he doesn't allow these slights and insults to impinge on what he's called to do. He knows that he is here to bring salvation to the world, and there is nothing or no one who's going to get in his way. And he also knows that he can bring more people to him by being kind and solicitous rather than sarcastic back. Because I to know for myself, if someone said, does anything good come out of Royal Oak? I would have shot back with, yeah, I do. But we all don't, we want to lash back out instead of just letting it go away, just roll over us. And then they ask Jesus, where are you staying? And he says those magical words, come and see. Come and see is the invitation that he gives to them. He extends his own hospitality because they go and stay at his home for four hours. And everything changes. I think of that come and see as a moment when the world opens up for them, for the, the men, that they see things differently because of that invitation to come and see. Suddenly their world isn't this big, but their world is this big. That simple invitation of come and see that Jesus extended to the men, yes, it opened up their world, and it opened up their eyes to see what was possible, but it also opened up their hearts and their minds. And through that opening, they were able to follow Jesus, to be an assistant to him, to be his right-hand men. And they, with the women that they were all traveling with, 
learned so much, not only about the law and stories, they learned about themselves. They learned about what they could be and who they should be by opening up their hearts and their minds. We all are called to invite people to come and see. When the church opens up, we will be inviting people back in to come and see all that God has done in our world for all of us. We'll be invited to see that there's a better way, a way that isn't with violence and anger, but with love and justice. Bishop Curry told an interesting story in his book, Love is the Way, about going to Canterbury to be with the, Ang with the other Anglican bishops when there was a potential schism about gay marriage. You see the African churches and, and Archbishop uh, Welby are against same-sex unions. Whereas, of course, we welcome all. We invite them to come and see. Well, Michael Curry told the story about going there and being obviously very nervous and wondering what would happen. And the saddest part of the whole story was that no one would eat lunch with him. He sat alone in the dining hall because other bishops wouldn't join him. I should certainly hope that there is no one that we could treat that way. We expect more from ordained people, whether, but we are people, but we expect more from our leaders than what Bishop Curry received. That story made my heart break because what he was trying to say to all of the Anglican bishops was, come and see. Come and entertain the possibility of what you think is right or good or just or correct as maybe not, as maybe there is a different way, a way of love and compassion. And he spoke about how it brought back all of those memories of being a black person in the South and how that too broke his heart. Come and see. Come and see all that is available to you is what Jesus says to us every day of our lives. We just have to be like Samuel and listen for the call. Amen.
Join with me, please, in the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Jesus calls on us to follow him and in all the world. Let us call on Jesus for the needs, concerns, and hopes of all people. For our parish family of Emmanuel, that we have the grace to grow into our calling in worship, service, stewardship, and mission. Today, we especially remember those celebrating birthdays, Thomas, and those celebrating anniversaries, especially Dale and Mendy. For Paula, our bishop-elect, for priests, deacons, and all who minister in the name of Christ. For this country, for all nations and their leaders, and for those who guard the peace. For all those in danger and need, the sick and the suffering, prisoners, captives, and their families, the hungry, homeless, and oppressed, remembering especially Mary, Mary Ann, Owen, Nick, Rich, Sam, Patrick, Sean, and Trish. For those who rest in the peace of Christ, and for all the departed, especially Ellen, Larry, Kristen, Douglas, Gerald, and Jim, for ourselves, our families, and those we love. God of mystery, lover of humankind, hear the prayers of your people and keep us ready always to serve as prophets and apostles of your kingdom. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, amen. Almighty God, whose Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, is the light of the world, grant that your people, illuminated by your word and sacraments, may shine with the radiance of Christ's glory, that he may be known, worshipped, and obeyed to the ends of the earth. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who with you and the Holy Spirit lives and reigns, one God, now and forever. Amen. Thanks be to you, Lord Jesus Christ, for all the benefits you have given me, for all the pains and insults you have borne for me. Since I cannot now receive you sacramentally, I ask you to come spiritually into my heart. O most merciful Redeemer, friend and brother, may I know you more clearly 
love you more dearly and follow you more nearly day by day. Amen. And now gathering up all our prayers, let us say together, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. May God, who has called us out of darkness into his marvelous light, bless us and fill us with peace. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with you all this day and forevermore. Amen. Thank you.